In our final episode, we will be discussing how controlled controlled substances actually are. So, Lisa, as a pharmacist, how are controlled substances regulated? The first part is through the DEA. That is the um, basically the biggest department that we deal with as pharmacists. And the DEA is the Drug Enforcement Agency. So what they do is they limit how much of any substance can be made. So if it is what's called scheduled, and that is a whole big long list of drugs that have certain schedules to them. And the lower the number, the more addictive they are. So like a schedule one drug, we never have at the pharmacy because that is so highly addicted that we would never have it here. Um, really the only schedule one that any medical organization would use would be it's actually cocaine that is for eye doctors and eye surgeons. And that's used very rarely, highly regulated because you have to jump through a lot of hoops in order to get those. Now, what are called C2s or Schedule II drugs? Those are your things like Percocet. And those things are regulated by the manufacturers, can only make so much in a certain given period of time. And then the pharmacy can only order so much within a certain period of time. And then you go through forms in order to be able to, one, make it. You have to have a different form to order it. You have to have a different form if you're going to return it. If something is lost or stolen, there's a form to fill out for that too. So. The DEA is basically your main controller. And then we control at the pharmacy level, we have to watch how often someone picks up a medication. We have to look at our state site to see if they filled it anywhere else. So say a pharmacy down the street is also filling it, we can see that as pharmacists. So we have to kind of control the control drugs also. And then we also counsel people on taking too many of their medications or asking for refills too early. So we also control things that way too. Our state board of pharmacy has policies and regulations that the pharmacists have to follow. And that is state run types of things. So the pharmacist has to kind of be the gatekeeper from that final step of having the medication to the person getting the medication. And then controlled substances can be a schedule three through five, and those are things like your muscle relaxers, You also have things for sleep that are addictive and a person will go through withdrawal if they suddenly stop them, if they've been using them for a long period of time, especially. Those medications 
aren't as controlled because they're not as addictive. However, we still have a lot of hurdles that we have to go through in order for someone to get that medication. Sometimes the insurance companies control how often someone can get a medication. However, people can get around that and use a discount card. Sometimes people will abuse the C3 through 5 easier because they're not as controlled and the state even though they you know everybody has to report them sometimes if we don't check every single time that we give something like a muscle relaxer or a sleep medication a person could end up getting multiple fills until we catch them and that happens now and then because you can't watch every single person every single time so people do get around that sometimes um, but luckily we have you know if one pharmacy is really busy another pharmacist is checking the state site at a store that maybe isn't as you know busy then we can find those people out and we can try to help them get through their addiction disease so there's different types of levels and control depending on how addictive something is um vapes cigarettes alcohol and even dip are also considered controlled substances and um, they are regulated at gas stations, um, any, any kind of store that you can pick these substances up at. They're controlled by age groups and how much you can buy them, but they are also um, not as controlled as we think they are because you can buy them on the internet and um, you can easily skip through um, the different regulations that they have and um, you can you can acquire them pretty easily they are trying to make changes to that though which is one good thing they're trying to regulate how someone can get things online and people have to be very careful when they're ordering online as well especially if they find you know, say oxycodone or oxycontin online. Um, a lot of times that is not what you're actually getting. And there have been people that have had overdose deaths related to things that they've bought online. That even the vapes and even the cigarettes and things like that can be laced with things that are extremely harmful to the body. So you have to be very careful where you get medications and where you get things that you buy. Online is a great place for people to make a quick buck. So people will sell anything online and try to get around the regulations. And that just makes me very, very scared. Um, as a pharmacist, as you know, someone who has seen people really go downhill fast because they've been able to get things online 
that typically, if they hadn't been able to, they'd still be here. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. I hope you guys learned some stuff about abuse of OTC medications, and I hope that this knowledge can help you prevent future abuse and help anybody suffering abuse.